Welcome. You are listening to the Better Together podcast with Callie and Rosario Picardo. We take on topics involving marriage, ministry, parenting, communication, relationships, and other subjects that our listeners want to hear more about. Hi, welcome to the Better Together podcast. I am one of your hosts, Rosario Picardo. And I'm your other host. I'm Callie Picardo. And we are so glad to have with us today a very special guest, Dr. Tesha Mallory, who is the Dean of the Chapel at United Theological Seminary. And she is a dear friend. And she is also, I've given her the unofficial title of liturgical muse. Because she has a passion for liturgy, which just, oh, Tasha, I'm not going to find it well, but the work of the church, kind of drawing us into our faith with God. And so we're so excited to have you here today, Tasha. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. You know that I love talking about liturgy and just our worship life in the church. So I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. We're entering a season into the life of the church uh, called Advent. And, you know, if people aren't used to, you know, the liturgical calendar, it could be confusing to them uh, versus the calendar that we go by normally here uh, in the United States. And that is December being the last uh, month of the year in the church. It looks a little bit different, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, What I love about um, our life in Christ is that we have been given a a thing called the liturgical calendar or the church year. And every year we follow uh, the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection, and the second coming of Jesus so that um, the, the journey of Christ becomes our journey year after year after year as we are molded and shaped into the image of Jesus um, so that we look more like him. And so we have the church calendar that is kind of juxtaposed against the secular calendar or our calendar that we have here in our, in the United States. And what I love about the church year is while we're um, ramping it down, as you say, you know, getting ready for the new year, the new year for the church year is the first Sunday of Advent. So the first Sunday of Advent, we're saying, get ready because Jesus is coming. And how would we live our lives differently if we are anticipating, so celebrating the first coming of Christ in Christmas by anticipating and expecting the second coming of Jesus. So this church, this church year um, helps us kind of order our lives around something different, Jesus Christ. Um, and so Advent means uh, coming. And so we're, we're thinking about and praying for and expecting and living our lives bearing fruit for the coming of Christ. So that's interesting thinking about it as a season of preparing for Christ's second coming, because so often we spend it as a time getting ready to remember Christ's birth when he came the first time. How does it look different as Christians if we're in this season? Like, how do we stay mindful of that second coming of Christ during this season? Yeah, so Advent 
is while it's a season of, you know, celebration, we have all kinds of parties and we're we're planning for events and gatherings, especially as pastors and churches, we have a lot of stuff going on. So it can be a really busy season. We're not just um, celebrating Jesus's birth, the incarnation, but we're also preparing for Jesus's second coming. Um, a lot of times we don't think of Advent as a season of preparation. And so what does it mean to prepare uh, our hearts for to receive Christ when he comes? Um, so it's a season of self-reflection. What in me does God need to prune away to bear more fruit in my life? Um, or what practices or spiritual disciplines can I take up to allow God to bear more fruit in my life for the coming kingdom of God? Um, and so a lot of times we think of, for example, Lent as a season of preparation, but Advent is also very much a season of preparation. One of the historic practices of the church is um, fasting. So and um, throughout church history, the church has fasted during Advent so that we can feast on Christmas, Christmas cookies, you know what I'm saying? So what if we think about the season of, as a way to give up things or take on extra spiritual disciplines to prepare ourselves so we can feast on Christmas and be aware that Jesus is coming. He's coming again. So That's so cool. What are some, just in thinking, what are some of those practices that really could help us enter into the season spiritually and be more mindful in the midst of what can be really a hectic, crazy, often stressful time of the year? Yeah, so the cool thing about the church year is that it has given us resources to use. So um, if you Google lectionary calendar, you can find scripture readings for every day of the every day of the year. It's not just Sundays. It's for every day. You can take up um, maybe a Bible reading in the morning or um, just maybe sit with the reflection question. God, you know, how are you preparing me today? What are what are some things in my life? in my heart that you want to prune away from me. Um, I know that with my kids, I'm a mom. I have two young kids. We have a thing. We have Advent parties every Sunday. I love the church here because we just party. It's just so much stuff going on. We can party. We have Advent parties every um, Sunday where we read the Christmas story. Um, I color pictures with them. We have hot cocoa. Um, I'm just trying to instill in my children that the church year and the practices that God has give, has God has given us are life giving. Um, so just asking them. I know Callie, we were talking about this earlier. Um, what are ways that maybe we can get rid of toys uh, to give to other people? You know, teaching our children generosity. Um, also, I think uh, creating art, like we're talking about coloring, creating art around the themes of Advent. You know. There are some themes of light, uh, love, joy, peace. How are how is God working those things in our kids' lives? Kids are cool. You just ask them questions and you never know what they're going to say. But I think that we can learn a lot from them as well. So Bible reading, uh, personal reflection, practices of generosity, uh, giving. You know, we're giving a lot of gifts during uh, the season of Christmas and Advent. How can we honor and prepare the way of the Lord by our gift giving? Um, what are things that we can give up? Do we need to give each other gifts? How can like how can we take that money that we'd use to buy all that stuff? Because it's Cyber Monday right now when we're recording this, and I'm just stressing me out. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> how can we take that money that we'd use to buy that stuff and maybe give it to people in need or a, um, a worthy cause? 
There are multiple ways we can do that and just good old fasting. Fasting is hard for us in the U.S., but um, it's a good way to fast now, feast later. It's interesting. The gift giving is something that has always stressed me out. Giving it, gift giving is not my love language. I would much rather write a, a note telling someone how awesome they are. I'd rather spend time with people. Roz is actually really good at gift giving. So he has yeah. picked up yeah. a lot more of the shopping this year because he just, he loves it. He's, and he's so good at thinking of really thoughtful, creative gifts. Um, but this morning it hit me and I don't know why it hit me for the first time, but that I could do gift giving with God. Like I could actually invite God into prayerfully thinking, God, what would bless this person? And one of the things I'm doing this year is God put on my heart yesterday during church that to do um, a gift for some people I wouldn't normally do a gift for. And I probably won't add them to like an annual giving list, but I've got some friends who have lost loved ones this year. So I wanted to do a special gift for some of them just to help them know it's okay to grieve, but also know someone's with them and that God's with them during this season, especially as they're remembering lost loved ones. So it brought me more joy than any other gift has because it just was something special and it was something, not a gift I had to give, not a gift I should give, but just one that God gave me this idea. And I was like, oh, that would be so much fun. And I think might be really meaningful. So that is a possible practice too, is just thinking, okay, is there a different gift this year that you might want to give that maybe you won't ever give in the future, but was there a special gift for this year that could be fun to do? Oh yeah, definitely. It's like the Holy Spirit speaks to us if we listen, right? (laughs) It's amazing. God wants to have a relationship with us. Exactly. And, you know, in, in this season where we're still in the pandemic, but especially in 2020 and coming up to to now, this has been a, it feels like one really long advent. We're in a season of waiting. When is this going to be over? You know, <laughs> when is it going to end? And so we can really uh, utilize that because we really are in a season of waiting and um, helping others prepare their hearts. Like, what you're doing, Callie, when you when you gave that gift, helping people grieve, helping them know that God is with them, that prepares their hearts for the coming of Christ as well. And it bears fruit for God's kingdom. And that's really beautiful. One of the other practices someone gave me an idea that I'm thinking about adding for this year. I mean, just and I love thinking of life and seasons. There might be things that you do this year that are different than you've done in the past. And maybe different than you do in the future, but what is right for you in this season? How do you draw near to God in this season of life where you are? Um, and one of the ideas someone gave me was praying through hymns, because so many of the Christmas hymns are so rich in language and in just scripture and weaving it together in different ways. So actually to sit with the hymns and to journal with the hymns and look for where God's speaking so the, some of those hymns that almost become too familiar, but when you stop and actually reflect on what they mean, can add a new la- layer of depth. And so that's a practice I'm thinking of adding this year that I've never done before. And I may never do again, but I'm going to do it this year and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's excellent. You know, I'm a musician, Kelly, you know <laughs> that. And I'm a Charles Wesley geek. I love hymns. And um, hymns are just loaded with spiritual content. So, I mean, you can read a f- one phrase of a hymn and you could unpack that for like a day or even longer. I mean, the, the, the spirit 
works in you through those things. So I think that's a really great practice. And like what you were saying about practices for a season, that's the point, right? So this season, how is God calling you to prepare your heart? What are the things that you need to add or God needs to prune away for the coming of the kingdom? So yes, it should definitely be based on the season. I know sometimes we can get into like these patterns kind of that feel kind of dead, you know, we'll give up XYZ on XYZ date, but um, being intentional, Holy Spirit, what are, what are you doing? What do you want me to do now that will bear fruit for you? It's great. As a lover of music, Tasha, what are some of your favorite Christmas hymns that maybe could help us prepare our hearts? Well, um, anything by Charles Wesley. So now I'm being put on the spot. What is it? I don't know um, which ones Charles Wesley is written. I'm not a good Methodist. Is it Hark the Herald? You do Hark the, Hark the Herald. Yeah, I'm like, that one is loaded. <laughs> We're like, gosh. Yeah. Put me on the spot. No, Hark the, Hark the Herald Angel Sting is just absolutely loaded. And I know when I sing it, um, I just, my spirit kind of soars because it's it tells like the gospel story whenever it's the greatest story ever told but there's some archaic language right so sometimes we have to figure out what is it what does this mean and so really delving in hark the herald angels sing is good i love joy to the world um i really like i heard the bells on christmas day that's a really good one it's talking about um i think the person who wrote it, I might be wrong, but I this is what I think. The person who wrote it um, was kind of during the Civil War era and was looking at all the destruction and death around him. And he was like, God, where are you? But when he heard the bells on Christmas Day, the Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, no, there is, there will be peace on earth and good will to men. Like I'm still living and active in this world. And we need that reminder today as well. Oh, amen. Well, yeah, okay. Those are on my list days. for yeah. praying through. I know I was at church yesterday for the first time in a little over a month because our family had COVID and we sang a version of joy to the world, a kind of a different version. And oh, that just message of joy that surpasses any hardship, you know, that joy that goes far beyond happiness, like just rang so true to me. And so just encourage any folks that are going through a hard season. How does God want to show up in that hard season? And how, I mean, Jesus was born into a mess, into a manger, into a situation where a woman out of wedlock had a baby. She was engaged, but not yet married. And this wasn't just his baby. So Jesus came into that type situation and Jesus wants to enter into your situation, whatever that is. So how, how do you welcome him in, in this season? Mindful that he's come once before he's here with you now and he's coming again. I love it. Yes. Amen. That's so beautiful. That's why I love the liturgical year. If we just, um, if we just focus on Christmas kind of from the secular standpoint, getting gifts, you know, Santa Claus, all that stuff, which is fine, but there's so, there's such a deeper reality. Just like you said, Christ is with us. Emmanuel, God is with us and we have a message to spread to the world. You kind of hit this um, just maybe to wrap up. Uh, What, what are some good, um, practices with let's say kids or young ones i know you mentioned drawing and helping you know unlocking their creativity but they're getting inundated with messages about you know stuff and so 
how do you kind of come around that in a balanced way? Yeah. One uh, thing that I'm, that kind of just popped into my head. And um, so in Advent, kind of one of the traditional practices, is the Advent wreaths. And so you light a candle each week. And I know we do that in my family, but it kind of, there's, you know, there's love, joy, peace. Um, I can't think of the fourth one. Hope. Hope. <laughs> I'm about, I about went into the of the spirit there. So you could, you know, surrounding those themes, ask questions, uh, you know, with your, with your children, right? Um, where, how have you experienced God's love, you know, this week? How have you loved other people? Where have you seen things aren't loving? Um, you know, with joy, I mean, we have, you know, we have a lot of depression in our culture, you know, just ha- talking through, um, you know, how our kids are feeling, that kind of thing, um, and where the root of true joy comes from. And there are obviously a lot of scriptures around that, and with peace and hope as well. I think you can kind of use those traditional themes to just ask deeper questions because our children, um, I know my second grader, he struggles with things and um, I, I talk to him about things often, but I think you can use those themes of the season to ask questions and it, it shapes and forms them spiritually as well. And us as too, because <laughs> my kids teach me a lot as well. So that's kind of one idea that popped into my head. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Very challenging word to us as we are in the season of Advent and all the craziness that happens around the Christmas time where we have more parties in one month of the year than the first 11 months combined. And we have all kinds of things going around us and uh, in our world. And so uh, it's good to learn how to get centered and focused. Thanks so much. And thanks for listening in today. And if you know someone this might bless, share it with them. And we just pray that this Advent season will be one where you draw closer to the Lord and experience God's love, joy, peace, and hope. Share this podcast with a friend and may it be a blessing. We'll see you next time.